What's up, everyone? My next guest, Justin Nice, is a DJ who is from Cleveland area, actually from Akron, and is continuing to work his way up in the EDM, electronic dance music world. Um, he was actually two weeks ago featured on Club Killers. Club Killers is the number one DJ podcast available, um, I think, practically anywhere you get your podcast from. And uh, the podcast that he is involved with from just a couple weeks ago already has over 20,000 downloads. It is going fucking crazy. It's going crazy because the dude has some serious talent, so check it out. Uh, you can go to clubkillers.com backslash mixes, M-I-X-E-S, and uh, listen to Justin. And uh, you're going to also want to sit back and listen to him in our hour-long conversation and hear about his path from uh you know young kid at 20 18 19 20 years old to uh you know he's almost 30 now and doing some big things as he continues to rise in this edm industry so sit back and relax and welcome the one and only justin nice This is badass, man. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank Justin you, thank Nice. You. What's going on? How you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. How about Thanks you? Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. You're this welcome. is great. Anytime. This is great. I, uh, I've seen your name around town quite a bit, and uh, you're continuing to rock and roll and continuing to grow your, your audience and your name and brand, and um, I think a lot of it has come stemmed from like the whole Forward and Magnolia scene, huh? How did you get involved with those guys? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that, that's been the biggest platform, I could say, mm -hmm. um, in my whole you know, span of DJing um, professionally, you know, and I can say that as well. Um, they came in, kind of recruited me. Um, they knew my name. They they asked other DJs that they knew um, about me and you know, uh, you know who I was, what I was about, you know where I was DJing, and they found out I w was DJing at, in my mind, what was the probably the most successful place um, on the weekends at the time. Um, so they knew I had. This some, is in Cleveland. Yeah, okay. this is in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, they knew. So they probably figured I had some credibility. Yeah. Um, so they kind of just recruited me, and uh, we first had, you know, initial meeting, just a really cool, relaxed, sit-down conversation, and this was before the place was even built. So they gave me some of their ideas and shared a lot of their, um, a lot of their goals and their visions, and uh, I could tell right off, you know, right off the bat, right away, that it was something I wanted to be involved with. That's so, awesome. Who, who reached? Who reached out to? You? Was it Bobby or was it just? So it was Dante. Uh, uh, okay. Dante is one of the uh, one of the partners, um, and. You know, he is a DJ himself. Right. This is Prima Dante. Uh, this is the bar stool. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Dante the Don. That's yeah. It. <laughs> he looks like he's living a great life, man. I don't, I don't know him, but I've seen his yeah. social media. He looks like he has fun. I've seen Super Bowl and everything. I agree. Yeah. So he was looking out. He was recruiting people for the club as they were getting ready to open. Was this this was forward first then, right? Yeah. Forward yeah. was first for sure. Um, uh huh. And that's exactly what he was doing. He was kind of trying to 
build a little team um, around the entertainment side, you know, specifically the DJs. So what's that process like? He comes up to you at the club, or what, how does that work? Um, you know, probably it was, they reached, I think he reached out through email, mm-hmm. um, email or one of my socials. Um, might have even been, you know, another DJ that uh, he had reached out to or he had worked with in the past mm-hmm. that reached out to me and said, hey, this guy's interested in, you know, having a meeting with you and all that. So, yeah, I'm just going to push this forward close, a little closer to you. Cool. Um, so he's reaching out to you, and, and did you have any clue who these – I mean, at this point, wh- wh- when was this? What year was this? Do you remember? So the first year of – I mean, we're, we're coming up on uh, fourth summer, um, two full summers. This will be the third full um, summer. The first one was like half a summer. Right. So right. that was 2015, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. I think we're looking at. Yeah, that's when they first opened. Yeah. yeah. So it it would have been in the winter time of yeah. that time, and they, you know that was like uh, getting to know me and and telling them telling me a little bit about what's going on, but mm-hmm. not the full story. Um, sure. Just that they're interested in having me DJ for something that you know they're bringing to town. Um, but like I said, some of the ideas. And you're like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Outdoor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> going what? An it, outdoor it, club? You're right. It sounded pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but talking to him directly and him being the first point of contact, and he was a DJ from, uh, you know, grew up in Boston. He's DJs in Chicago, lives in Chicago. I could tell right away, um, you know, that he knew what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had a lot of relationships already. So, um, and the ideas and the even down to the sound and the lighting that he was talking about kind of almost as a sales pitch to uh, you know me what was your um, thought about that because bobby and i talked about that on the show as you know yeah what was your what was your thought about that when they first you know talked about hey we're going to make an an outdoor club in cleveland what was your initial reaction to that initial initial reaction was um awesome because we don't have anything like it. nothing right nothing i mean nothing to um that level of like you know level of excellence like, or something like, like a that. las vegas meets cleveland kind of thing yeah right, exactly yeah. it it i had been going i've been going to vegas um since i was 21 mm-hmm. um have a lot of good friends up that moved out there and the dj out there as well and that's so i've experienced a lot of the pool parties yeah. so mm-hmm. s- right away when he started talking about pool the pool parties that we would have and um the the nightlife experience i was like uh, you know i know he you know they know what they're doing so that's awesome how, how old are you uh, just turned 29. 29. Okay, yep. so you've been out. You've been doing this the the Vegas thing for you know quite a while since you know since you were, I guess, uh, I guess legal. What's the legal age to? Uh, well, drinking age is 21. I can't yeah. remember anymore. Man. I'm getting <laughs> fucking too old. It's crazy. It's sad. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so you've been out doing your thing in Vegas. So okay. So those guys were recruiting you, and, and then and then you're like, tell me where to sign up. How long does that process take? Once they I start mean, talking to you. I might have even said those words exactly. Right, yeah. Because, you know, it, it sounded like I knew, you know, it was going to be good. I just knew. I was kind of waiting. See, I had no clue, man. I, oh. I was like, for, what are these fucking guys doing? You know, <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio, we get snow f- like five months a year. And, and the, the summer times, for people that don't know, it's, it's r- rain or humidity or... Right. You know, you know, you name it—a tornado once in a while. You know, right? <laughs> so I was like, these guys are out of their fucking mind. <laughs> and uh, I told Bobby that, and he was like, "Yeah, you and practically everyone else said the same everybody. thing to us." You know, everybody. But but uh, that's amazing that you actually were like, "This is probably gonna probably gonna work." Yeah, um, you know, they didn't like the first initial you know time we talked. We didn't even uh, 
you know, see any like plans about the actual design of the club or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I assume they would prepare for stuff like that. Um, but either way, um, I knew it was going to work just yeah, by their experience, their relationships, and, and this, you know, the different stuff that yeah. they were talking about. They had enough credibility for you, to, so you're like, tell me where to sign. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I like I said, I was I was waiting for, not waiting, but um, I was experiencing that stuff just by visiting places like Vegas. Um, but uh, you know, when they when they came in and started talking about, they were actually going to bring something like that to here. Um, the excitement yeah. was through the roof, and it, it was almost like, you know, wow, finally. So were you part of the like the, the initial opening, the first day launch or first week launch? Yeah. Um, we couldn't remember, you know, what night of the week we opened. Yeah. But I did I, – I remember playing the first – The first you know, night. The first, first night we opened. That's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it, awesome. Ter- probably terrifying, like, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's um, – you know, I'm sure, like you know, you heard Bobby talk about the how it's set up and everything. It's it's really set up um, almost like a concert at night, mm-hmm. like a big show. So it's it's really focused on you know the DJ and where the DJ stands and, and the, the energy is all around. So yeah, I mean, it, it was a pretty big deal. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did it did it meet your expectations? Exceed or oh, exceed? Did, yeah, because you couldn't expect. What, what was the first night like there? It was great. It was filled up, which yeah. in Cleveland I wasn't used to, um, especially with new things. Right. Um, and you're used to playing in some little corner at you know whatever bar. We don't need a name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I had my I had my really steady uh, gig in residency um, for a couple years before that mm-hmm. in, in downtown, which I was really proud of, and that was that was slammed every weekend and, and super exciting, and I learned a lot from, um, you know, but. You know the the forward thing was, was you're out on this stage yeah. and there's openness everywhere and right. there's this state of the art sound system right. and hundreds or what what do they hold there like thousand thousand plus people I would imagine thousands of people a thousand plus I believe yeah, yeah. Um, that's don't awesome quote me on that, but yeah tons that's, of people that's really <laughs> neat so, and then from there on it was just uh, this is aw- this is working out this is great I mean the the club continued to get bigger. And uh, and then what what happened next with the Magnolia thing? Um, yeah, I mean consistency in the in the effort um, by the group of people that he you know that they had mm-hmm. you know working um, just really showed you know showed great results. Um, and then it's kind of the same way uh, they started talking about a new place opening up, and uh, well before it did. Which is good. Um, well, they'd already proved. I mean, you guys all know each other at this point, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't over hyping anything. It was given real expectations, mm-hmm. but it was, um, you know, it was a really good uh, preparation for That's a new spot opening. Really cool. Yeah. So, Magnolia's a badass place too, man. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> really cool place. Really different from Ford, but uh, you know, when you have the same team. Pretty yeah. much, essentially, running you know both places, you're going to get the same good experience. So let's uh, let's back up now that we we got that <laughs> now we got that part out of the way. So, man, I know nothing about this business. I know nothing about this industry. Sure. And uh, after Bobby came out, we were talking afterwards, and he's like, "Yeah, you should probably get some of the guys on." You know, I've I've heard all your guys' names, pretty much just from the club. You know, sure. Um, seeing you guys on Instagram, looking at the club, you know, they're the pro- they're promoting Justin's this weekend or this guy's this weekend. And right. That's awesome, and that's and we'll get we'll come back to that. But I want you to back up a little bit, man. How how did you get involved? How did you get into this industry at the beginning? How um, did you get into DJing? Sure. Um, so I I grew up 
uh, going to a private um, kind of arts and music school mm -hmm. um, up until up until high school. Um, so it was focused on. I, I mean, I was playing a lot of different instruments and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't like performing, you know, on a high level with with that. But I did have that, you know. Experience. Were you always involved in music from a young age? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. like I said, it wasn't. I was taking lessons and, and doing different things and playing a, a bunch of different instruments. But it wasn't. I wasn't playing like performing on shows or anything. Gotcha. It was just something that I was, you know, experiencing and mm -hmm. different things from what like keyboard, piano. What a lot were you of doing? it was a lot of percussion and there was a lot of string uh, instruments. So percussion, you're talking drums, yeah. pretty much, and then guitar and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so I, I pretty much fell in love with drumming. Um, had a drum set from a really early age, and that's what I was doing before um, I, I got my hands on a on a DJ mixer and a couple of turntables. How record. old were you when you got that mixer? Um, this was early high school, so I was probably 14, 15, and you're 16. Like, you're like, this is the coolest fucking thing in the world, yeah, right? Yeah, the coolest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I pretty much sold my drum set for a pair of used turntables that uh, a buddy of mine had that was older than me that was DJing in, in some bars. Um, and so, you know, luckily, I got lucky that he was able to sell me that stuff and uh, get started on that. And I started uh, breaking open my mom's um, records, whatever yeah. they were. It was like Stevie <laughs> Nicks or like yeah. some good ones like Prince or, you know, just random People stuff. People are going, what are you talking about records? What are, what are those? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I I always say I'm like people ask me about DJing all the time and how long I've been doing. I I kind of just give them a short um, story of that and that I'm lucky to have started around that right. time right. and not, uh, you know, post uh, record, you know, time and, and post. Uh, With all this technology time. and all this yeah. easy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah like yeah. stores. And I just read that stores are going to completely get rid of CDs next year. Oh, I believe it. So. I can't believe they're still around, you know? I mean, <laughs> right. think about it. Everything's available at your fingertips. You right. go online, you go on your app, you go on the pot, you know, everything's available right there at the touch of a button. For sure. So that was that. So you were getting involved in high school, you know, got your first mixer. Mm -hmm. um, okay, and then, then what? I was pretty much, uh, they call it, uh, in the DJ you know, community, we call it bedroom DJs. Um, a lot of people still are that, and that's what they love doing. They just like, you know, as a hobby and practicing. Uh, but I was doing that for a couple of years, I would say, before I kind of got a, a gig at a bar just handed to me. Um, it was a fill-in for that same friend that had gave me or sold me that equipment. No, you graduated from high school at this point when you got um, that first. I think I was still I was still in high school. I was Were seventeen. You? Wow. So I was, you know, DJing in a bar at seventeen. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, that was busy, mm -hmm. and you know, you're like, whoa, drinks flying around, world, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm just trying to like do the job and just you know. <laughs> this is different than sitting at home upstairs, right? right yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was your first deal. And what was the, what was that like for you? Were it just like you you were just in awe, or you were like, "This is what I want to do." Um, I mean, I was pretty fascinated. Mm -hmm. I mean, before that, I was uh, YouTube was pretty much, I think, the biggest social, uh, not social, but the biggest. Yeah, your biggest like internet, internet platform thing, kind of you know, thing that going, was going on. on. Yeah, you're going back 12 years, so you're going back. Uh, I mean, about 12 years from now, so you're going back to like 06 time frame, give or take. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. right before I graduated. Uh -huh. um, so I was watching uh, all these videos, these YouTube videos of DJs and uh, DJs that inspired me and in, in, like concerts and stuff. Who were like the that. big ones back th at that point? 
Calvin Harris was he out? Was he no. big yet? He wasn't even there yet. No, no one, no one even it knew was like, Calvin uh, Harris. Yeah, was. <laughs> not, I, that's too that's too long ago. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was right. It was right Bob, around Bob St. Clair. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, Bob Sinclair. Um, but the DJs I was like really watching were like Jazzy Jeff, uh, okay, from Philly, mm-hmm. and uh, DJ AM. Um, he was like the big celebrity DJ. Yeah, that, I remember that. Yeah. That pretty much every DJ wanted to be. Dude, e- uh, EDM back in like the early two thousands, mid to like you know two thousand to two thousand and I don't know eight or ten. EDM was cool, man. That's yeah. when it just started coming up. That was the Bob St. Clair time, you know? Yeah, that was, you know, it was really just like, people looked at it as like dance music. That mm-hmm. I think that term EDM really didn't even hit until the late 2000s, like towards 2010. Okay. Um, so, but DJ, like that DJM, all the videos I was watching, he was just so creative. It was unreal. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I, I probably watched every single video on YouTube of him and a couple other guys DJing over. And you're 10 trying times. to kind of mimic some of that stuff back at home, or when you're working, and yeah, mimic or just things. Yeah. literally just watch and pretty much learn. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, listen to the way they mix, you know, mix different genres uh, together. It's That's kinda, awesome. That's kind of really like cool. an open, uh, open format. So, as you were graduating high school, um, what was your intent at that point? Oh, I mean, I, I had, you know, I would say some of the standard, you know, goals in mind. Uh-huh. College. Yeah. Uh, you know, the usual job, boring so. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I at, at first I wanted to go away to college. You know, uh, I had a ton of friends. Pretty much all my friends were going away to college, um, and then I, you know, ended up ended up going to uh, Akron University. Um, so I just stayed home, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which I don't regret. But you know, it could have gone both ways. I did you happy. go? Did you? What were you studying? Um, I was actually doing computer networking. Um, something that you had probably zero desire to do. It, it was something I knew I could do, yeah. but it was something that, yeah, the desire, the level of, you know. No passion. Excitement was really low. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going through it. Did you end up graduating or did you just, okay, so you're going, you go to Akron, but you're at home and you're probably outside of class, you're outside of your friends in class, you're probably just, I imagine, getting more and more into this world. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, I, I knew I was getting better and better mm-hmm. at something that I like to do. Now, you still working at that bar, too, or are you bouncing around a little bit? No. Oh, at that time? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I had a, a few different ones in the Akron area that I was I was playing consistently. Okay, so now you're getting some more work with this mm-hmm. on the side. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, you know, things you know started getting better and better like every month it seemed like as far as in that and just like in and you're 18 years old you're going and you're making right they're paying you every month how does that work do you get a check at the end of the night um back then honestly it was, it was all cash it's all um, cash especially nice. in a, even I better guess, yeah. yeah exactly especially in probably a smaller city too like akron it uh-huh. was just you know pretty much all cash um and you're 18 years old and you're getting they, they pay you at, at the end of every set at the yeah. end of the night yeah. yeah of course yeah what kind of money were you making do you remember um anywhere from i don't know 100 200 just cash just just to go do something you love to do yeah and i mean at that time i was doing school i had a day job and i was doing i think average of four or five nights of djing a week that's that's awesome so i mean i was i never had like a dull moment i never had time to even sleep really it's crazy (laughs) so you're at class during the day you're going to the bars at night Uh, are you playing at the university of the campus or are you playing bars just in town like where are you from? Um, at that time, there was really no big development up by the campus. Okay. Uh, everything was down more towards downtown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was doing um, stuff towards downtown and also in the um, 
uh, in the Merriman Valley, you know, area too as well. Gotcha. A little bit away. So you're 18 years old. You're in school, right? You're, everyone's going off to college, blah, 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 you know, doing their thing, doing what, what the society wants people to do. But you're doing this thing up, uh, you know, four or five nights a week, making 500 bucks a week, $1,000 a week, cash. Yeah. You know, your buddies are in class all day. They're they're begging their parents for a few bucks because they're not making anything. Right. Um, talk, go back to your mentality at that point. If you if you can go back to that 18, 19, you know, what do you start? Are you, are you thinking about, like... I started thinking, you know, I started thinking of, like, the reality of, that I'm getting more in debt um, by going by paying for school. by going all these different credit hours. Yeah, that I'm like sitting in a basement of a college building, uh, you know, trying to like writing code for this computer program that uh-huh. I have zero interest <laughs> in doing. Right. So, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of students, I'm sure, like you know, I'll take a break or I'll take to figure out what I really want to pay my money for you know, mm-hmm. for school. And that's kind of where I was um, with it. Plus I was, you know, working full time as well. So um, that's where I was and that's what happened. And, you know, once I got to a certain point, I was like, okay, I'm only going to finish my last part of school if if it's going to make sense and it's going to be required. When was this? Was this your sophomore year, junior year, um, I, freshman? Uh, sophomore, junior year. Somewhere in so that range. Tw- like 20, 20-ish. 21. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. What did your parents? Because you know, I, I, I'm digging into this because if you have, there's, you know, kids that are in college right now listening to this shit and going, sure. man, I feel the same fucking way, man. I'm doing something I can't stand. I'm miserable. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm going to school for something I can't stand. I'm miserable, but I've got this cool hobby on the side that I know has some potential, and that's my passion. But man, I can't get out of this. This, you know, I've got too much pressure from parents and teachers and society and right. all these different things. You know, talk a little bit about uh, how you were able to make that decision and, and how you were able to approach, like, your, you know, your family with all that. Um, so I really didn't know. I still don't know the right answers on that. But mm-hmm. I really didn't get a, a very good grasp on what I was going to do until, like, later 20s, like, probably 25, 26. Really? Wow. Yeah, because um, at before that, my whole thing was really I'm going to finish school and I'm going to use – this to advance in my current um, my current profession the the day job that I was doing I was in sales mm-hmm. so I'm like when because they they would reimburse you know so it would make sense like financially they would reimburse for the school mm-hmm. and all that but there was no time where they actually because I was advancing in that job as well and they're at no time where they like yeah you have to finish school for you to get this. so you're getting paid doing sales yeah and you're getting paid doing the DJ thing at night sure. Okay. And the the finishing school, uh, just it, it it never was like asked of me to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't, you know, I didn't have the the desire to go back and do something I wasn't doing. Uh, plus, it didn't make any like you know legitimate sense for me to finish you're right go, then. You're going. These guys don't care. I don't but, need yeah. it for this profession. Yeah, my right. job didn't care. My hobby mm-hmm. has you know really no effect on. So. And what do you do with the, that that? crazy fancy terminology major that you were in what what do you end up doing with something like that anyways after school you're a coder right i mean yeah i mean you're working on the computer all day yeah i mean if 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 i would have taken it further i'm sure i could have you know landed a job in that right exact field but in the sales world um it really just in my opinion just my opinion it really just got you that interview and it placed you a little bit higher 
uh, you know, among the 10 people that you that are also interviewing for that same position. Sure, so, sure, sure, sure. Uh, that's how I looked at it, and I was like, hey, if I if I need to be up there um, for that interview that I'm going to go for with maybe my company or a different company, then uh, I'm going to set myself up to do that. I'm going to go finish school. But like I said, it was never it, it was never in sight. Yeah, I, I was getting uh, you know I was advancing and getting higher up in the company that I was working for. Um, without having to do that. So. You know what, bro? I'm a firm believer that I've gone through a bunch of school. Uh, I went off to law school. Sure. I was a political science major. So yeah. I, what are you going to do with political science? You're going to go run for office? You know, what, what is political science? <laughs> but you could run for office doing practically nothing, right? You don't need political science. True. Um, you know, nobody ever touts the fact that they were political science majors when they're running senator or, go, you know, senator or governor or whatever. Um I'm a big believer that, you know, uh, that college is, is not what it used to be, first of all. And, you know, people that, unless you are going to further education, like you know for a fact, I want to be a doctor. Okay. You have to go, you know. Have to. Good luck. 50, we'll see you in 15 years, but you know you have to do it, right? Correct. Um, you want to become an attorney? Okay, you need it. There's this path. You know, four years undergrad, three years uh, of, of law school. You want to become an engineer? You know, you've got to go to school plus go get your engineering. You know, if you, I'm a firm believer that if you need, if you want one of those professions and careers, obviously you have to do it. Yeah. There's no other way. There's no path, right? No. But there's so. If you're gonna just go off to college and be a communications major, a political science, or you name it. Right. I mean, name it. Name an undergrad. And you're not going to use it. I mean, you're not going to. Sh- you just want to get. I think that you are wasting so much money, man. You're wasting time, money, yeah, precious time, resources, money. time, time too, time. man. Time is. Look what you did between eighteen and twenty-two. Look at what you're doing. The experiences. Yeah. You know. For sure. If you were just busy focused on this one degree, uh, you know, the computer science, and not doing your, you at least were chasing your passion a little bit on the side at this point. Right. But think about those relationships. Talk about that when you think back and reflect. I mean, did those relationships and that experience, what did that do for you? Um, it was huge. For the, I mean, in the DJ, you know. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, you name you name it, I was meeting different people each weekend. And they were yep. anywhere from, you know, someone that was doing the same thing I was or a bartender or, you know, or it was a an owner of 10 clubs or 10 restaurants or it was a – uh, a pro athlete or you name yeah, it. you name you name the network was growing huge yeah and you never know who you're going to meet um and you never know what relationships you're going to get started that are going to benefit you down the road so true so and you're not going to get that man going to class sitting there listening to a teacher lecture hey i mean I, I i try not to bash uh, mm-hmm. you know bash school at all i don't bash school at all um but like you said i thousand percent agree with what you said unless you know that concrete path what you want to go down and mm-hmm. what you you think you want to end up doing sure then um you really have to figure it out yeah. you know i wish i wish school in general would really focus on you know just figuring out what you really have a passion for i totally agree man instead of saying you know you should definitely do this and get this they should have a school for you know edm that, <laughs> yeah. should, be, that should be a fucking you know how many people <laughs> actually, have been majoring in edm actually they do do uh, they? they have quite a few and i almost went went to one I almost uh, dropped twenty thousand over a period of time and went to one in Florida, um, but I chose not to, uh, which I'm, I'm pretty glad I, I chose not to <laughs> at that okay. time because 
everything <laughs> that they taught and I looked yeah. and like studied the curriculum and everything. And I actually reached out to an uh, experienced DJ that went to the same school and he flat out told me it's a, it was a waste. What a waste, yeah. It was a waste. What are you going to do with it, right? Well, because, I mean, back when he went, he said it was, it was pretty valuable is when they were just getting started, but they turned into this monstrosity, big corporate mm-hmm. thing where, you know, money was, you know, the revenue, I think, was outgrowing uh, what they were really trying to... The value. To, the value and what they were giving back to the students. And they're going, holy shit, what are we going to do with all this? we gotta, we got to puff it up now. And, you yeah. know, what are you getting out of it, you know? that's. I mean, you're getting you're getting some core good stuff, like music theory and stuff like that, stuff that I, I touched on when I was going to the, the schools when I was sure. younger. But he even, t- you know, this guy that I reached out to, he was DJing, like, in Vegas and, and California and all this stuff. Yeah. He said, he said honestly, the, the stuff that I learned, you can um, learn on YouTube in, like, a few yeah, months. You're like, dude, I already did. I already did. I've been watching DJM for for years yeah. now, so it's all good. Right. Uh, all right, man. So you 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 how did, how did you, you approach your parents? How do they react to all that, or your family? Um, you know, parents were all on board. They've always been supportive. That's huge, of man. What that's great. I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, from really, anything. That's from really important. You know, sports. You know, music. Whatever. Um. You know, they were, they've always been completely supportive. That's great. There's no backlash or anything like that. So once you made that decision, all right, I'm done with school, then what happens, man? You just... So I kept working uh, full-time sales mm-hmm. um, and kept, you know, progressing with that and always looked at it as um, this is definitely a career that I can... I can uh, be comfortable with yep. down the road. Yep. It may not be what I want to do, you know, in five, ten years, but I know I can... It's giving me a little steady income stream. Absolutely. There's job security. Real world. There's benefits. There's, no doubt. There's a lot of... Um, no doubt. And now you're continuing more and more with the... with the. You're still DJing on during the weeknights and weekends. Oh, yeah. And, the, yeah. the DJing really um, never stopped. It was, you know, consistent. Um, it's, it's funny. If I get, like, a random Saturday where I don't have a booking now, I mm-hmm. look back and I'm like, I, I really can't count. I don't think I can count on one hand that I wasn't DJing for the past 12 years on a Saturday. Really? Yeah, I mean, wow. I really have to think about it. So that tells me, you know, it's a I good was, thing. Yeah, it's That's good. It's a beautiful thing. You know, it yeah. just tells me that I was I was, you know, I was pretty far into it and I was pretty um, devoted to trying to get better each each time, you know. So, all right, so you're progressing, you're in your early 20s now. Yeah. You're doing your thing, you're working. You're probably happier than you've ever been. You're not going to school anymore. Uh, and again, I'm not bashing school, but no. again, if you if you don't have the there's there's so many people that go off just because they feel like they're supposed to. There's so many different opportunities out there now, sure. um, different avenues. So you know, if you want to go off to school, I'm not bashing it, and uh, it's still great. But <laughs> when you see people coming out with 150 or 200 thousand dollars in debt and have no way to make money, that's where I have a problem. Sure. You know what I mean? I so. agree. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you're off in your mid, uh, you know, early to mid twenties. How do you end up starting to get? How do? You, how are you marketing yourself? How do you get your name out there? Um, so that was something that I was really that you know, if I could go back as far as the DJing. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things that I wish I, w- I would have done, but one of the things I can really think about in the last like six years is really uh, promoting myself and mm-hmm. not being, I guess, was the word shy, if you right. would. Um, you know, not boasting or anything like that, but just... Yeah, you seem like a laid-back dude. And you're sure. Not, you're, I, at times, I felt like I was a little too laid-back, so I, and I wasn't I wasn't doing a lot of little things mm-hmm. that were 
uh, that maybe other DJs that I knew or other guys were doing that uh, really were working for them as far as building their brand and getting people to notice them. Gotcha. I was like more the self-promotion type stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was always more of the, um, I still am more of just a, you know, work work really hard kind of in silence and, you know, the results will show or people will notice at some point. No doubt. But, um, you know, if that was one thing I, I could have done a little bit more aggressively is, mm-hmm. yeah, self-promote branding at a at an earlier stage. Gotcha. But that's something, you know, that I picked up on. So how did you get seen by these Cleveland clubs? Um Really? I mean, it was relationships that I had with the DJs that are already playing there. So the relationship building over the years. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've always been a first impression type person. Um, so that's what I try to do. I, you know, just try to um, kind of keep to myself a little bit, but mm-hmm. learn everything someone is doing and, um, you know, build a relationship with that person and hopefully, you know, some sometime down the road. Man, you know, help it, each other. it always comes down to... Network, network, network. Yeah, of everyone course. I have on this episode, on this podcast, different backgrounds, different walks of life. <laughs> At the end of the episode, it always comes down to who you know, man. Yeah. You oh know? yeah, of course. It's so true. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, actually, it was that it was a huge part. That's always a big part is networking with mm-hmm. me. But um, as far as like the downtown Cleveland thing, I actually won a contest. Um, it was like a kind of like a battle uh, type contest that was set up. Mm-hmm. This is a while ago now, um, but I was maybe around 24, 25, um, around that age. But I won won that, and that that actually landed me a night at one, at the busiest spot um, in Cleveland at the time. Oh, that's awesome, man! That's, so that's, that's huge. That was like a big step. You know, that was a step. big moment for you, big yeah, catapult. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, finally cool. I can get to kind of showcase and and um, prove myself. You know, up in a different, bigger city. Um, now around this time you're in your mid twenties. Are you still doing the sales thing? Yeah, yeah. I, are I you was, still doing it today or no? No, no, you're no, not. I'm not. Okay, okay. Um, so uh, I was doing the sales thing uh, for a long time. I actually, just I left. Um, we're coming up on like a year, year and a half, mm-hmm. year about a year now, I think. Mm-hmm. But that's um, right before, like a year before I left there was really when I got started. I felt like with the DJing yeah. thing. You had arrived finally. Yeah. You know, like, you're officially on the scene now. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, you know, um, realized like a bigger picture of, okay, it's either I'm going to do this mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to make it a, you know, I'm going to make it a business essentially and work for myself or I'm going to keep working for someone else and keep clocking in and kind of keep being miserable yeah. every day. <laughs> keep making everyone else money, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I, was, I hear you. And especially hear in you. sales, you know, you're making a ton of money, but you're also making that that other person, you know. They're getting a big chunk of it too, right? They're getting yeah. a huge chunk of that. Yeah. So, yeah. so like I said, uh, a few years ago is when I really like started to get that big picture and how I felt like I really got started and like laser focused in on what I wanted to do with DJing and where I wanted to go and how I wanted to do it. So, like, when you're doing that with that club in Cleveland, you're 25, 26 years old, mm-hmm. um, are you only at that club, or are you able to start spreading yourself out to different other venues? Um, I was spreading myself out to different venues, but I was also keeping a real good, again, relationship with that main club that mm-hmm. I was working for or that I started working for. So I was, Do they frown on that? What's that like? Sure. There's competition. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's there's teams and there's 
uh, companies that have multiple different venues mm-hmm. or, you know, there's just one venue that has one owner and that's it. Right. So it just depends on the situation. But yeah, there's always competition. There's friendly competition and then there's this competition. So like if you're doing the, you're, you're the resident DJ at this club yeah. in, in Cleveland or anywhere for that matter, and you get an opportunity to go, hey, man, I got an opportunity to make some good money and play at this big club in Cincinnati or Chicago, pick a city. Sure. Um, what's that like? Is that is that frowned upon or is it? No, I you know especially outside of the current city. Okay. Um, I think it's what in my in my mind it's you know it's uh um you know it's encouraged. Promote yeah. Yeah, it's encouraged. promoted. It's yeah. encouraged, mm-hmm. right? Um, I wasn't getting too much of those uh, opportunities outside of the state or outside of the city, and I think I, I going back and looking, it was um, not only was it a, a time thing. I was spending a lot of time on my um, regular day job, you know. Um, and then two, I wasn't promoting myself enough. Gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't, yep. wasn't out there doing the really, you know, little things to really get my name out there and, and try to get those opportunities outside. So, gotcha. um, but yeah, it's it, outside the current city or in another state or whatever, it's definitely encouraged and promoted. I think, especially but when it's, when it's in the same city, it's probably not looked, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah Cause they're the competing same, with the club. Sure. Yeah. Same yeah. city. It gets a little tricky. Sure. Yeah, it just depends which on makes the situation. sense, which makes total right. sense. Yeah. Um, and the, the whole DJ thing really just, when did that really start blowing up? 2010? I don't know. When, when did people start, when did becoming a DJ, when was that cool to start becoming a DJ, man? So, again, I, I feel really lucky because I started way before uh, that, this time period that yeah. you were mentioning. Before the bandwagon before, jumpers? Yeah, yeah, before, you know, <laughs> Joe and Brad and Stacy and who knows, their sister <laughs> right, and, exactly. and their cousins wanted to all be DJs. Mm-hmm. Actually, they said they're DJs. They're like, you know what, today? Tomorrow, I'm a DJ. I'm actually a DJ now. There you go. So, you know, they you got the DJ name. There you yeah, go. they changed their Facebook name to whatever they played a few keys on the piano at home or the synthesizer, whatever sure. they're doing, and they're a DJ. Yeah, they're, that's uh, that simple. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think I think that really was around the year 2010 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, speaking of your last one with Bobby uh, Rudder, he was going over that timeline of the industry. Yeah, and it was really cool to listen to because I, I have that same timeline. I really do. Okay, like o- almost to a T, but it was more focused on the music and the DJ side. Sure. But sure. obviously they correlate. Yep. Like he was doing, he was naming years and clubs and stuff, and I I followed all of that. I was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, in my mind, you know, I was thinking about music and yeah, the different you know styles and stuff like that. And of course, but it affects the whole industry. Yeah, so, like what you're saying. Yeah, it's, yeah. it goes hand yeah, in yeah. hand. The DJs were getting bigger. The clubs were paying them more money. The bottle service clubs mm-hmm. were popping up. Uh, it it got crazy. Yeah, right? it got crazy, and then boom. And right? then boom. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole like 2010 2011 time frame when uh, you know EDM that term EDM really started to hit, and every you know a lot of people uh, wanted to become a DJ. Like they were like, oh, I'm just gonna DJ. They see and I'm like gonna... Calvin Harris's of the world. Yeah, and the they, Tiesto's. Sure. And, right? They see them now on a bigger platform. They see them being t- you know they hear them being talked about. They see them on tv and all this crazy stuff they see them in their face nonstop, so they're like oh why can't i what do are the this? top guys make a night like what are they a few hundred grand a night like something absurd right yeah absurd like a, a big a in big vegas venue? yeah, yeah. Um, so i have um a lot of i have a lot of friends in the industry right um that aren't djs so in that you know i've been going out there a long time and even like three or four years ago um 
saw, you, you know, I've heard and saw that uh, I think it was Calvin Harris got, it was 250000 for a two-hour set. God damn. Man. At, uh, you know, one of the best club that was there at the time. That's so fucking crazy. And so yeah, I really insane, couldn't believe man. it, but then he, he kind of, like, proved it and it's showed it like to me. Legit. And I, was, I heard that, man. Like, I was like, uh, holy shit. Dead Mouse. Oh, yeah. Those I mean, guys. He's, he's one of the biggest They played ones. at Fountain Blue, and I was there about six years ago. Yeah. They cleared everybody out. We heard that they got, like, two, two same thing, like, 250 yeah. grand for the night. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, just just like that, boom. Yeah. How many people are these guys like like the those those the guys that are at the top? We'll call it. True. How many people are they employing, and how much money? You know, there's probably a whole team of people that they're that they're employing. I would imagine. You're talking about the artists or the DJ? yeah yeah like the Harris or Tiesto, whoever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, I feel like most of them have a team, um, if not all of them, uh-huh. um, of you know people that work on uh, production stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, for their shows, that's sure. a huge part of it. That's maybe one of the biggest ones is the production of of the shows because you have to do shows to give people, you know, an experience. So they will keep wanting to. They'll tell their friends mm-hmm. and they'll, you know, that's how they make a lot of money is on their tours and stuff. So sure. the production. I mean, of course, they have they have people on the music production side team that you know help you know maybe even help. It's like know, a whole com- company, right? Oh, it's a whole practically company. at that. It's point. a whole business for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many people would you think if you had to guess? Um, twenty. Five to ten to Five twenty to 10 maybe to twenty. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, on I mean, it could even be larger than that sure. as far as like mm-hmm. um, product. It's got to be man for all that you know. Yeah, different channels of their revenue, like mm-hmm. products and merchandise. But the top guys like are making like twenty, thirty million a year, right? I mean, something ridiculous. It's absurd. It's yeah, something there's absurd. a list that comes yeah. out every year. Yeah, and it's yeah. like I just. And that's when everyone started coming in, man. They started publishing the lists. Of course, twenty ten. Here they come. Oh, yeah, man, everyone's a DJ. They see Steve Aoki and, exactly. and Dead Mouse and Calvin Harris and Tiesto yeah. all making, you know, X amount of millions, and they're like, well, I'm just going to be a I'm DJ I'm going to do tomorrow. the same thing. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it's really it's really fascinating, man. The, the industry is freaking booming. Do you see the industry continuing to grow? I do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people love a good experience, mm-hmm. and if clubs and – the DJs and the art and even the live shows, um, the you know the live production in the nightclubs and stuff like that, which they're doing more of, like actual live mm-hmm. performances. If as long as that stays, uh, you know, on the upward hill of, of getting better and better and better experience, mm-hmm. I mean, it'll else, keep going. It's got to yeah, keep going. Why, why, why shouldn't right. it? Right. Sure. Trends are going to tra- uh, change. You know, uh, genres are going to change. But well, the funny thing is, is that man, there's people that are. You know, 50, 60 years old, still going to the clubs, right? Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Uh, and, and those are the ones that have the real money, you know, at that point. Mm-hmm. So, why shouldn't it continue to grow? You've got these kids that have grown up in practically, we'll call it a dance music or EDM society. The ones mm-hmm. that are off to college now, man, they've they've known EDM for a significant point of their life. It's it's instilled in their fibers. They're these are the ones that are going to be twenty years from now, thirty years from now. Why should they not love it? Right. And spend the money and keep going, you know? I agree. They're spending the money now th- to go to the clubs, and these 50-year-olds are like, what is this shit? What right. kind of music <laughs> is it, you know? Yeah. Um, that's really cool, man. It's very exciting, and uh, and it's really neat. So you uh, you ended up getting in with these guys at Forward and, and Magnolia and a great group of guys. Um, you guys are doing well. You guys are growing all your profiles, it looks like. People are known, taking notice. Appreciate it. Um, so... Through that, have you been able to leverage some of this, these new relationships and this newfound, uh, you know, higher uh, new platforms that you're on, 
to go off and do some other venues outside of outside of Cleveland. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like I said, it it has been um, the biggest platform that I've um, came across in my DJ time, um, mm-hmm. and the biggest thing that I can think of as far as building relationships is with a lot of the artists and DJs that we bring in and we book um, to make sure that I get to meet them, that I you know, hopefully get to play for them, open them, which I have gotten to a lot. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, Some of the bigger grateful the bigger names that have come through. Of course, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it's really meeting those people. Who have you opened for or worked with? Um, Some names that we might recognize. Uh, Chucky, mm-hmm. uh, DJ Chucky, uh, Morgan Page. Nice. Um, those are some of the biggest, bigger names. Did you work at Tansy Summerfest? Yes. You did? Yeah, so we had um, we had Zed. We had, oh, they, that's another big name. Yeah, yeah. we had a they, lot of big names. Zed's there. in uh, Vegas at uh, quite a bit at uh, XS, I think. I could be totally it, butchering that, but yeah. <laughs> it, so it's XS is the bigger <laughs> one, but he's he's actually with um, with Hakkasan Group. Oh, with Hakkasan, Which okay. they have Omnia, the yeah. monster Omnia. Can't and keep they up have with all of Hakkasan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a good guess, right? Yeah, it yeah. was, it was. Um, now that's that's fantastic, man. So you've been able to leverage these relationships, continue. What, what other venues have you played outside of... Uh, I saw you were played in Hawaii at uh, Rumfire. Uh, did you did. play at that? Yeah, yeah, I did play at Rumfire at one point. I yeah. think I've been there before. Nice. It was at it was like a Hyatt hotel or it's one of the big the hotels Sheraton, there. Sheraton, Sheraton, right on. And there was a little Milwaukee. pool right outside there in yep. the back overlooking the ocean. Yep. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a cool yeah. spot. Awesome. How Amazing. did you get that? Do you have a manager? How, how does that all work? Um, so it was that the Hawaii stuff really came from um, a really good friend of mine that I I, I have known since I first started DJing mm-hmm. as well and who I learned a lot from. Um, and he happened to actually go to school at one point out there. Um, and he also um, had some work out there as well. So he's been, he's been going there for a long time. So he in- introduced me mm-hmm. to a lot of the guys out there. And uh, I actually ended up just going with him one time. He's like, you know, you really should come. And, and that's how... It's a cool spot. In the next cool couple place. of years, I ended up playing a couple of gigs with him. And then that's kind of how that got started. So That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty neat, man. Um do you have a manager? Um, so I recently um, started to work on getting a manager, um, which I, I do. I, I'm pretty sure we we have it locked down. Uh-huh. Um, it's not like official or anything. Yeah. So, um, but I've also thought about you know uh, agencies and stuff like that. So I'm, sure. I'm still really getting a grasp on um, people's experiences with those good or bad mm-hmm. um, and just trying to get as much information before I really you know go to them. It's not you yeah. know. I'm not just going to sit back and say, oh, they're going to come to me. You have to go to them. You have to go get it. Yeah, yeah you have to go get it. Yeah. I mean, anything in this industry you have to go get. So, But uh, uh, really just trying to gather all the information on that side of things before I really say, okay, this, these are the guys that I'm going to really try to get on board with. So do these guys do uh, – obviously they, they try to get you into different venues. I imagine that's one of the things that they're doing. Yeah. Um, do they do contract negotiations for you and yeah. all that kind of stuff? I, yeah. Yeah, they do pretty much everything as far as – the back back end you know the back end you know stuff. you're talking to an attorney here so uh, <laughs> talking to a guy that represented some uh nfl players in the past so yep. you know we could uh, we should talk <laughs> this could be a whole new niche uh business. <laughs> um that's cool man that's uh, that's really neat I, i've always been fascinated with uh the management side of every business whenever there's a personal relationship i always try to f- find out more and, and how that how that all works they just take a commission i imagine off of whatever yeah they're booking yeah, yeah. it's it, it's 
it's a pretty simple structure yeah um in, mm-hmm. in my mind in my opinion it's pretty much just kind of like a fee for you know doing that booking cool um but you know in the bigger cities and the big markets like vegas and stuff like that um the the groups like the clubs out there typically will only use one agency per se or maybe mm-hmm. two agencies to get to fill all of their stuff that's wild and let you know, yeah. and then you have your, and then you have your big, big A-listers like the Calvin Harrison stuff like that, of course. But right below that is like that, that big middle space right. where they go to the agencies, they go to these groups of DJs, and you know, so that's it's a big, it's a big thing. To that's get cool. Into. That's cool. Um, are you doing work on the local radio? Yana was saying. No, no, you're not doing local radio, ninety-six five or anything. No, like that? no, okay. No, I did. Um, the Akron, the University of Akron radio, like way back in the day. Okay, yeah, uh, Z eighty eight for a little bit, but so you're working the clubs, you're doing the Magnolia thing, mm-hmm. Magnolia Forward. Um, you're not employed by them though. You're off. You're an independent contractor, correct? Correct. Yep. And uh, so you'll continue to grow with these guys. You'll continue to. I mean, these are the these are phenomenal places to work. Absolutely. Um, and I see that you're growing your social media too. So how, what's what's the next step for Justin as you're getting closer to 30 now? What, what are you thinking? Um, so it's continuing to grow the relationships I already have, mm-hmm. um, which that's the biggest one I have right now. Um, and it's, you know, it's growing with them on whatever they do. If it's, you know, uh, more, you know, more business, more business sense of things or more, they want more DJ stuff out of me. It's whatever, um, whatever it calls for. Right. You guys so, are like one family at this point. Yeah. It's, like. it's, it's yeah. a real team oriented thing, uh, which, you know, they know that I'm really interested in being a part of, um, going so if they, for instance, he, he mentioned something about a place in Chicago, you would go, you'd go in a heartbeat and go sure. do your thing there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's continuing to work on, uh, my own thing as well, mm-hmm. you know, building, keep, you know, keep uh, focusing on goals and stuff that I have to keep building a brand and reaching out to the bigger markets um, to try to land, you know, land gigs there. Right. Um, Got to make yourself a little uncomfortable at times too. Like do it, yeah. like doing a podcast like this, man. You have to. Right. You're like this is probably not what your favorite thing in the world. No. Uh, yeah. I actually hate hearing my yeah. voice on playback. Especially well, everybody like, does. So you're really going to be in for yeah. it. Yeah. Especially, you know, I'll have videos of me DJing and it'll be me all hyped up and on the mic yeah. screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just like slap my you're head going, and go, God damn, man. Man, I sound yeah. like an idiot. I should stick to the beats over. <laughs> uh, so that's fantastic, man. That's that's really cool that you're doing that. I've seen your your uh, your Instagram. Your Instagram's growing. What's your Instagram handle? Justin Nice. Yeah, with a Y. N Y C E. Correct. You're a pretty nice guy too. You Appreciate know, it. You, you fit the name, man. <laughs> hey, that's uh, you know, people gave me that. You know, started calling me that um, just by my just by that nice. Yeah. Uh, when I was like, you know, really young age, so. It's really normal to me. I don't even really think of it like that. The word "nice," you know, being you don't, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It just—it's like second nature. You're to me, so used to hearing it. Um, what's it like, man? Are you single? I am. What's it like being a What's it like being a DJ working these clubs? Uh, fill us in, man. Fill us in. Uh, um, so you can you can go down one path or you can go down another path <laughs> let you t- tell us about tell us tell us what life's like, man. I don't I don't think I've been fully or maybe even close to fully down the first path I'm going to talk about, which is treating treating the whole DJ thing as a party lifestyle right. or uh, treating it like 
oh, you can just meet all these do whatever the fuck you want, you know, girls yeah. or guys yeah. or whatever, and just you know have as much fun as you want, yeah. right? Um, never went down that path even close to fully. So I've had. Um, Come on, man, just lie. I've just, had no, I can't. <laughs> I mean, it's I've definitely had fun times, especially when yeah. when I was single and stuff. But mm. um, I've always looked at it like. This, this business first this, yeah. well business first but really just this craft that i want to get better at and better no at doubt. and better at mm-hmm. and like even friends are always like you know why you know you don't drink you know you don't uh, always drink when you dj or whatever you don't drink at all um and uh they're like you don't party and you, you know you don't you won't come hang out and i'm like listen guys i'm you know not only am i working you know technically but i'm really like focused in on trying to do this and mm-hmm. doing you know doing it well every time even if there's five people in the club or in front of me or if there's you know 2000 no shit so but yeah i mean there's there's friends and djs that i know that just party all the time and they and, use the they use the the uh the dj platform to allow them to do all this other extracurricular stuff like yeah. that's the prime focus of course yeah like we're kind of i'm kind of a dj second i'm a partier first yeah so, yeah right? of course yeah that um, mentality your mentality is i'm a dj first i'm kind of in the party scene as it is but that's not my main focus yeah no yeah um, it, it really is. I mean, you know, cliche or not, but it, it's about the music and it's about the experience. Maybe we should get you a residency in Vegas. Maybe maybe it'll change <laughs> hey, a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, you you started <laughs> off. I think the conversation was saying you don't know a lot about the industry in general. But in to to that point, um, in Vegas, it's even more cut and dry. Is it? It's it's laser. Isn't that folk. funny how that works? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, it's you know, entertainment capital or whatever, yeah. and, and there's a million people there every weekend, but. I mean the the efficiency and the um, the uh, production and everything is so laser focused and crisp and on point. Yeah. Even from the DJ down to the bar back. Because the moment that you slack, you're fucked. You're yeah, out. You're, you're out, not, right? You know, money's yeah. going out the window. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have guys spending um, fifty thousand dollars at one table, <sighs> so or I've seen, I've seen tabs for over a hundred thousand. No kidding. For one night. Really? At, at, yeah. <laughs> at, at what clubs? This was at uh, Hakkasan in Vegas. Jeez almighty, man. Saw a tab. Holy had shit. Had one, one of these champagne <laughs> bottles that were, that were uh, you know, up to my chest. Oh. And so they're spending over 100000 So you, So, I mean, every employee, like I said, from top to bottom yeah. um, has to be on point. You so. have to be. You yeah. have to be. Um, no, man, it's a, it's a cool, phenomenal, fascinating industry. I mean, it's something that most people don't know anything about, but everyone wants to be associated with it. Sure. It's really neat. Um, ultimately, before we finish up, uh, you know, you're obviously growing with these guys. Would you ever consider moving to another city? How, how, does, how, how do you get a residency at, like, one of the big clubs in Miami, like at Live, for, for example? How does that work? Um, so, yeah, I mean, of course I've thought about moving. I've, I've thought about moving to a different city to try to kind of either start over or really attack at whatever level I'm at. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been thinking about that since, honestly, since I was 21. Because gotcha. I started going to Vegas, and I would come back just so excited. Mm-hmm. And But at that time, I was coming back to really nothing of what I just saw and experienced back there, you know, in my hometown. So I'm like, i got to get out of here. You know sure. What I mean? You come back so uh, probably inspired, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, I was like, and it really was just like studying and watching, uh, you know, from the DJs to the clubs and everything, and how just you know on point everything was. No doubt. And I would come back just so hyped up and excited, and wouldn't see it here. So I'm like, I got to move. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you have to you have to conquer. Yeah, I feel like you have to get at the top of the game of where you're at first, mm-hmm. right? Before you 
you, I think before you should move anywhere, consider moving. Um, if not, you can definitely take a jump and just kind of start over from scratch and just, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle and, sure. and try to build fresh relationships and stuff like that. But if you really um, grow to a point where it's it's kind of there's kind of nothing left where you are, then sure you should you should move. I feel like yeah, no doubt. Um, or you know you stay put and you build so many relationships and you get um, you get so much work under your belt and uh, you know produce so many things that people in Miami will notice. They take notice. It's and important. you know, boom, you're booked. Yeah. You know who knows. So it's there's different ways to go about it, but of course I've, I've thought about it all. Um, you know, you can do all the self-promotion in the world, but it feels to me it feels like in this industry, obviously that's important, but the the talent speaks for itself, right? Absolutely. Um you have to have the skill, uh, especially in these bigger cities or you either you won't get booked or if you do get booked, uh, you're not going to get booked again. Right. right. Um, you have to perform. So, and that's kind of been your approach, I feel like, it, based on just talking to you this past hour. Yeah, for sure. It has been. Um, any gig I got, like I said, from small to huge, um, I, I treated it like it was my biggest, best gig of, of ever. So, so you're doing mixes of current songs, 90s songs, 80s songs. You're doing, are you putting, you have your own uh, music as well, too. So it's a mix of everything, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, the term open format is kind of a... a, a pretty um normal term for a dj style okay and that's kind of what i've labeled myself as and all that really means is just pretty much you can show up at any given club xyz and you can um do your thing and no matter what crowd is there um pretty much you know so that's that's how i started djing that's what i was inspired by by those type of guys that were doing that um playing you know anything from a madonna song to know a tiesto song or whatever so uh that's how i was inspired that's, and that's, that's the I, best kind of music too man I, yeah I, I feel like like a prayer and then you mix into like a little you know yeah house music it's yeah. pretty sick sure um how do people reach you man on social media um justin nice with a y like i said on pretty much everything everything yeah facebook twitter are you on every are you on every platform correct okay yep. we'll link up a bunch of that uh after the show For sure. on, on the on the episode page, man. Uh, well, hey, man, I really appreciate you coming in and shedding some light on this thing. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you the next time I come. You were just, we were just talking before the show too about Magnolia doing the day party. This is a whole new thing. It's like a whole new world now for us. Yeah, so it's an awesome party that I'm so excited about. We just started. Um, cool. I've seen and been to them um, in other cities like Vegas and Chicago, and um, it's it's a it's a proven concept. Right, so much better, and it's fun. Who doesn't yeah, want to, you know, drink and have brunch and uh, have a ton of you fun? You come for brunch in the day, drink, it's yeah. dark. Right, it's just yeah. it's such a cool experience, man. right? How, did you guys only have one so far, or you've had a couple? We had one, you know, one official one. Okay, we we kicked it off. A couple Are you going to be ago. doing those two on Saturdays every yeah. once in a while? Yeah, gotcha. for sure. And the, this summer, what's the plan? You going to be working every weekend at Forward or Magnolia? How does that work? Um, you know, I'm heavily, you know, going to be heavily involved, um, okay. obviously. And yeah, if it's every weekend or maybe every other weekend, it, you know, whatever, whatever is the best fit for me and to set them up, um, for the weekends, I'm going to be there. Um, so, and then I'm just going to work on filling the rest of the stuff with out of town stuff. Nice. Man. Um, getting the, the Chicago's, the, the New York's, the Honolulu's, if you will. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. There's, just trying to work on those. The sky's the limit, right? Nothing's off, off target. Um, you got some great shit, man. Guys, check him out. Justin Nice, N-Y-C-E. 
Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'm looking forward to coming out to forward this this summer and, oh, yeah. and, and, and dancing away a little bit, checking it out. Um, I listen to your stuff, man. You got some great stuff, some really cool stuff. Check out his website, justinnice.com. Let's finish it off with a few quick hits, man. We've we've been going for an hour already. Just didn't seem just like boom it. like that, you know. Um, this is what I call quick hits, and uh, I'm just going to throw out a few things, and you give me give me you know first thing that comes to your mind, man. Sure. Tell me your favorite song of all time. Ooh. Uh, wow, that's a good one. Um, probably I can't go for that. Hollow notes. Really? Yeah. I would have never guessed that in a million years. Yeah, a lot of people probably wouldn't. Um, I don't know. It's you know, it's a lot of that music from the seventies, eighties, even into the nineties. It's just so organic and it's and badass good music, and it's, man. Just it's so authentic. You know? Authentic is the yeah. good word. Yep. Uh, let's see. Tell me your favorite nightclub outside of the favorite night, the best nightclub you've ever been to outside of Cleveland. I would say, I would say Excess Nightclub in Vegas. There you go. Part of the Win Win yeah. Hotels. And they open it up and they do that night swim. Have you ever been there for that? Yeah. Is it insane? I've never done the night swim. It's I, insane. It's gotta it's, be fucking crazy. It's nuts. There's a thousand people in the pool. Uh, water is At splashing. Two in the morning. 20, yeah, two in the morning. Yeah. Three in the morning. Four three in the morning. Yeah. Water is splashing up twenty feet because the the lights and the sound is just like rocking and see bobby bobby this is what you have to uh aspire to oh he he, kn- he knows he's <laughs> only if they'd let you go he, to four exactly. in the morning that's the there's, problem there's here, some lim- limitations where yeah, we're at i believe it's insane yeah it's insane who uh a couple more who uh if you could collaborate with one dj outside of the ones here that you know who would you uh who would you do that with you're talking a bigger just a big name dj that you'd like you know someone that you you know that's inspired you that you could work with i don't know um, i would probably say i'd probably say dj vice um i've gotten the pleasure of playing open up for him at our venues nice um he's been he's been in the industry and in the game per se <clears throat> for a long time mm-hmm. when, I, when i was talking about early high school and watching those youtube videos of djs I was watching and listening to his he was you know out there in california you know on the radio and stuff and i, I would hear his name and i would start to listen to him play too mm-hmm. and um so i've been a big fan of his huge fan forever and then i get to play with him and dj with him now it's sick um it's incredible so you've already been able to do that well i've got to dj with him but he's he's really big into the production side now and, gotcha. and getting you know releases and songs and oh, singles so if out. So you could work with him on something like so that. So if I could, yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah of course, so fucking sick, yeah, man. be awesome. Last one, brother. Uh, single guy, man. So if you could choose celebrity crush, you, you you're playing the big venue. You're at Magnolia Nightclub, and you get to pick whichever young lady you want to to spend. Come hang out at the DJ. Maybe we'll forward even. You know, DJ booth. Spend the night, hang out, party. One celebrity. Who's it? Who's it going to be? Uh, does it have to be? You said young lady. Does it have to be a young? It doesn't have to be any. It could be anything you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, you said female because you, right? Celebrity crush. Whatever. Sure. Whatever you. <laughs> whatever that means to you. Um, shoot, that's another good one with these quick hitters. Um, they're not. They're not supposed to be easy. They're just supposed to be fun. That's sure. It. Yeah. I would probably say, uh, I would go with like Angelina Jolie. Interesting. Yeah. She seems like she'd be pretty wild for one night. She probably would. One be. night, one she's night of fun, dancing, EDM. Had some, you know, 
a lot of experiences in her life with marriages and stuff right, like that. Exactly. Um, you like the older women. That's interesting. She's mature. So she she'd probably be you know extremely fun to hang out with and probably have a lot of stories to tell. And there, there you go, Angelina. I hope you listen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. This was awesome. Thank you so much for coming, brother. I look forward to seeing you, and uh, we'll we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Thanks, Appreciate brother. it, man. Thanks.